Man, I got that cough, that COVID. Did you get COVID? You idiot. I went to that White House thing. I didn't know what it was. I got like an invitation and like I was like, I guess I'll go. Bunch of unmatched. Hope Hicks was just like whispering shit in your ear and you're just like, don't get so close. Yeah. Hey, welcome back to another episode of Dawson Dudes. Tonight, review Season 3, Episode 15, Crime and Punishment. What's the crime? What's the punishment? I'm Brian. And I'm Chris. We're the Dawson Dudes. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. So we're getting into our first uh, Dostoevsky cosplay episode of Dawson's Creek, which is nice. I do love Russian literature. It's kind of like... An intense episode where they kind of want to talk about a lot of things like privilege and race. Totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they kind of like also don't want to talk about those things and they don't. They puss out. Yeah. Go into it. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's funny. But uh, I also, I really liked this episode. Yeah, I liked it. Here's the thing about this episode. As a Pacey-esque white with white knight blood and white knight tendencies and your average white guy sense of uh, justice, this episode like plays out like pornography for, for uh, a gentleman like myself. Right. Troublesome stuff in this episode. I also agree. We also find out that uh, Joey is a garbage artist <laughs> like, we, we find out that joey's a uh hey this is the chinese symbol for kind of artist like just garbage like, <laughs> i'm glad he painted over her <laughs> <painting>. <laughs> no totally like when they unveil it it took me like a couple seconds to realize that like oh it had been vandalized i thought it was <laughs> so for a second i'm just like i guess it's kind of a basquiat thing she's doing but then no, it turns out it's 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 even worse than that kind of like copycat shit. It was like it was just supposed to be like a, a kanji or some shit. Yeah, so let's uh, get into it. Cold open here. Joey's got some headphones on. She got overalls. She's painting something. Just art. Just art and art. <laughs> she's doing some art. She well, she's just kind of like smudging it with a rag. She's not really painting anything. Yeah. Those are called the finishing touches. <laughs> she's painting something in school, like a mural in school, and Pacey rolls up and he's like, "Like, what's going on? What, do you, what the fuck are you doing over here? <laughs> yeah. Joey's like, what are you doing here? I didn't invite you to this. And he's like, you know, he's just like, I don't know. I didn't have anything to do. I guess I'd come and bother you. Also, this is a public school. I go here. I can be here whenever I want. Yeah. Um, what are you doing well, here? It's after hours. Sure. And that that is... Definitely a weird thing to see uh, Pacey Witter voluntarily at school after the hours in which he is required to be at school. Yeah, so uh, we find out that one of his sisters has moved back with her kids. Be, like, getting a, She got an argument with her husband or something, right. so she moved back with her kids, and so he's stuck on a couch. So uh, much like uh, what Pacey does is just roam the streets. He's just yeah. a street kid now. <laughs> Street urchin. It is one of those things where uh, Pace is just like, well, Capeside really is my home in Toto. Uh, uh, go back go back to doing that. Yeah. I I, uh, I do have to say, I do find the, the Joey I'm an artist ensemble that she that she rocks, like the do-rag and such, I find that appealing. I'm like, ah, it's kind of it's kind of like a sec- like a sexy mode for Joey. Yeah, you would you say she's adorkable. 
I would never say that. <laughs> no one should ever say that. Yeah, she's she looks great. I guess Principal Green has given the opportunity to a few students to paint murals that embody the student body or something like that. Yeah, that embody, yeah, the spirit of uh, the student body. Yeah, and so Joey was one of the people who got to do this because she's an artist. But, and she's poor. <laughs> and Pacey's like, well, is it done? <laughs> what is this shit? <laughs> That's like really not what like your reaction should be when no. you like. And she's like, "Yes, of course it's done." What do you mean? What do you mean? Is it done? I mean, is it done? I'm not. A, I'm not a uh, conscientious art looker. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, "I thought this was supposed to be like about spirit and unity." And she's like, "Yeah, duh." Uh, and then he says, "This looks like a tattoo you'd find on Kwai Chang Kane's forehead." Which is the main character of Kung Fu, the TV show. Yes. So, um, that's fun. Rest in peace, David Carradine. Died uh, hanging himself in a Thailand whorehouse. As as he should have been. It's the same way Chris is going to go out one day. But it won't be Thailand, it'd be like, Reseda. <laughs> Reseda. <laughs> Some place you can walk to. It's Sino. Take that, the valley. <laughs> Pacey's not wrong. <laughs> He's not. No, this is, this, uh... This, uh, listen, we found out, we found out Joey sucks at art. Yeah, Joey is a garbage artist. She painted a mural that is essentially some bamboo with some Chinese characters on it. Right. Joey makes Thomas Kincaid look like a fucking genius. (laughs) 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 Totally. How does this symbol in this school where I have seen not not an Asian to be found. Like, how is this unity for this school? Well, she explains it later. But it's it's still, like... I hate it. I hate it. I hate everything about what she's done. Well, you have to think to yourself, how did Joey know what that character meant? Did she go on AOL or something? There was the internet. But, like, how would you... Like, we didn't have, like, Google Translate or anything back then, no. right? Like, how would you... Babblefish. I mean, we didn't have Google. You know, like, how would you search, like, excite search? How would you, how would you like a search? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Is there, like, one Chinese person in town that, like, she talked to and asked? And she, and she just, like, assumed. She was like, what's the uh, Chinese, what's the Chinese symbol for unity? I was like, what the It looks like she went to, like, Boston, Chinatown. Yeah. And bought a postcard and just recreated it. (laughs) The ba- the bamboo, too. It's like, come on, man. I think the 90s was the beginning of the, like, ta- oh, getting, like, Chinese character definitely, tattoos. Definitely, definitely. Like, the late 90s into the 2000s where people were starting to get right. Chinese character tattoos. We're, we're just, like, appro- we're just like appropriating these letters, and yeah. mo- more often than not, inaccurately. <laughs> we'll get into it. That is does not say what Joey tells you it says. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And here's the thing. Of the three main dudes in this show, Pacey's the one who didn't go to the museum with her. So, like, art's, art's not his thing. No, yeah, but I do think he, he has a sense... Of the common man. Of the, of the occasion. Sure, sure. You know, like he like he tells her this is this is high school, nineteen ninety nine, USA. Subtlety will just go over people's heads. The the kind of A to C the A to C uh logic of it. Yeah, yeah. 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 He's the voice of the people. Not to mention if I just painted some random thing that nobody understood, that's just a random thing. You know what I mean? Like it's like Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
you, you could have just written it in English. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, 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 totally. And then people who didn't know you, you know, would be able to be like, oh, I get what that means. Oh, I get, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like if you don't know who Joey is, then the, like the you the don't know level... who Joey is, and Joey doesn't tell you what that means, right? Right. Joey has to tell you what it means because nobody in the school speaks Chinese. Right. Or imagine if you're like the one Chinese kid at Cape Side. And like every day you go to school, you have to pass this fucking Chinese mural. And just be like, what the fuck is this? What is this? Why do-? And, and like whatever it actually says, it's like, why does this thing say this? Yeah. Why is this here? Why'd they make a mural for me? <laughs> why did she ask me? <laughs> right. Oh, she, oh, cause she doesn't fucking know me, cause she doesn't uh, she fraternize outside the three people, the four people she knows. Yeah, so I kind of agree with Pacey here. Sure. In that sense that like Pacey's kind of being a realist, where it's just like people just aren't gonna get this. Yeah. Even if it said what it was supposed to say, like right. even even if properly executed, people wouldn't get it. But like even for what it is, it sucks. It sucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's terrible. Yeah. Uh, it's, sorry, Joey Potter. This this blows. <laughs> you're not an artist. <laughs> That's fine. Oh, maybe you are. You're just a shitty artist. Yeah. So, like, it's one of those things where I think. So, I read this story um, this week about this lady. Um, she's Ethiopian or something. I think oh, Ethiopian. I, I know the story you're gonna tell. Please tell it. It's fucking hilarious. She's Ethiopian and she goes to have like a like a kid. What do they call them? Kid dates. What play, the, no, play kid, dates. Kid date is not okay. <laughs> she, she goes to have a play date with her friend and a friend of that person. Yeah. And that person finds out that she's Ethiopian and tells her the story about how when she was younger she spent some time in Ethiopia and the. People in the village she, she, she stayed with she, gave her. Yeah, she had such a great, her, she had a great time. She had a great so. time and gave her a nickname. And I've, I can't remember the nickname. I is, think but it's, it, it's like whatever the name was. It, it, she uh, they told her it meant blessed one or like yeah, the blessed yeah. one. And yeah. so she thought it was so beautiful. And then so when she came back and had her child, she decided to name her child that word. This Ethiopian lady is like, "Are you serious?" And she's yeah. like, "Yeah." It's like, and she tells her that like. That's not what that word means. It means like ignorant one or something like that. It was like inconvenient idiot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the whole, you know, obviously the lady gets really upset at her, even though it's not her fault. It's not my fault. That's what Ethiopian means. That's what that means in Ethiopian. <laughs> Dude, those those e- Ethiopian villagers were savage. Savage as fuck. just call her. <laughs> tell her that it means blessed one. And it's like they know that she's going to go back and tell people that shit. <laughs> oh, I, yeah. I, I gained so much respect for the Ethiopian people. <laughs> There's like, tell this dipshit that the word dipshit means like you're rad or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I bet she was like awful. Like she was probably just like this awful person. She's an ignorant <laughs> ass just, white lady just being like, I'm helping. Ugh. Yeah. And they were just like, let's just call her whatever. It was so specific that it was like inconvenient idiot, where it's just like, you know, she's just like this pain in the ass who was just like showing up everywhere. Where it's like, yeah. Ah. You should never. Never trust an Ethiopian. <laughs> you should never name your kid or get a tattoo of something that's not in a language that you yourself understand. Totally. It's it's stupid. It doesn't you think it's mean, more meaningful because it's like 
exotic or just like somehow mysterious to you, it's not. It's just, it's dumb. Don't do that shit. Even if you looked it up on the internet. Right. Because the internet's not right all the time. It's not a fact checker. Just it being on the internet. So the things that characters are, they're very difficult to decipher. Yeah. When you're like a bad handwriting. So like if you don't draw a line all the way or you miss a stroke or something like that, you know, it just becomes like nothing or it could mean something else. Right. So it's just best that like if you're going to get and then like you can't even like if you I was I was gonna say like go to a Chinese guy but you can't even trust him man he can be like fuck this white <laughs> I bitch like, I don't know yeah a Chinese tattoo yeah here we go yeah he can be he can be pissed off that you're doing this in the first place well it's right like, well it's like uh, I feel like if I don't know if I've told this I've told you this story before but I don't know if I've told it on the uh, show yeah I like I worked with this woman who got a Chinese character on like the back of her neck mm-hmm. and she was she said slash was told that it meant strength and so she was walking down the hall one day and one of our bosses uh was this chinese woman she happened to see the tattoo on the back of this girl's neck and was just like she made like these like this kind of like baffled noise and the woman turned around she's like oh did you see my strength tattoo and she's like strength tattoo she's like yeah it means strength Uh, do you uh, like you obviously like recognize it and she was like no, like it means strength, but like in in the way that like like ability to carry weight, like the way that like a suitcase, like suitcase strength, like a like a measurement of like how much shit you can yeah. put in a suitcase. And so that was like the ability to carry like tensillary strength was tattooed on the back of this girl's neck. And she had not as angry because it was like her boss or whatever, but it was a similar reaction like, hey, fuck you for telling me that. (laughs) It's like, fuck you for bumming me out. Like, would you tell that person in that situation what it really meant or would you just let them live their life? Yeah. I mean, like me at that at, at like that age, I was like, I don't know, I was like twenty three or something yeah. like that. I would have told him in a second because I thought it was fucking hilarious. <laughs> but like in my thirties now, I wouldn't say a fucking thing. Like, go li- go live your life. You've got a dumb tattoo. So either someone else is gonna tell you, Ugh. or you'll never never get told, and it harms nobody ever. Like it doesn't. It just be so difficult to like react though. Yeah, yeah. No, like it, like. I, I totally got where my boss was coming from at the time where she was just like genuinely baffled by it. Like, why is this thing on your neck? I like, imagine like a Chinese person who couldn't read English and they had written like, like come. Oh yeah. God. Like, 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 <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of like a short, funny thing to tattoo on your skin. Yeah. Like they had written like semen on their arm. Right. right. Like she thinks, like it means youthful, right? Right. And you're like, well, I guess it's kind the- of like <laughs> semen is the youngest you can be. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. It's like sure. it, it does kind of mean youthful, but like <laughs> what it really, really specifically means is semen is <laughs> like little, right? You know, and then you got to start miming shit at them, and then it's like, oh, this isn't okay. Yeah, yeah you know what I mean. That's the yeah, same totally. thing with that strength thing. With the strength thing, it's like, yeah, it's like it is strength, I guess, but it's specifically. It's 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 like and it's like it wasn't just that it was so specific. It's just that what it was specifically was just like so mundane. <laughs> and like that's like, the 
thing about like Chinese is that like the translations without context can fuck you. <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the one word translation without context can fuck you. Right. I'm not like a big um like a cultural, uh, cultural appropriation kind of person. Right, right. I I'm fine with do it all the time. people all getting the time. Chinese character tattoos. Uh-huh. I would just advise against it unless you know 100 <laughs> percent right. and then you know like you please yeah, yeah. show it to multiple chinese people like like especially like native speakers right yeah yeah not 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 like not like your but not just like your buddy you went to school with but moved here when they were like four or whatever or even like an abc like an asian born like american born chinese like sure like a native speaker, because things or, can mean different out of context. Sure. Totally. You know, so yeah, like I, I, I would really like don't get tattoos in languages you don't one hundred percent know. Exp- like where, like in Spanish, all the like Latin languages and German- Germanic languages, uh-huh. they just translate so much easier. Totally, you can look at it and kind of be like, I kind of like, especially like, well, well, it's so like you can almost be sure, like. That like you could go on Google and like totally translate like a Latin language from another to another Latin language or Germanic language to yeah. a Latin language. They just translate easier. Totally. And you probably have some context of a foreign like you probably took like Spanish or yeah. some kind of like foreign language where you might like understand a little bit more. And American English like integra- uh, like integrates those lang- those languages in a way that it doesn't with like with Asian languages. A tattoo artist, they it doesn't matter what the language is because they know the alphabet, right? Right. And so they could spell those words and get those words right. Where a character is not the same way. If you right. miss a stroke or a stroke is pointed in a different direction, that doesn't mean what that meant anymore. Right. It's like yeah now. Now it doesn't even mean the dumb version of strength that you thought it did. It would yeah, just yeah. be nothing. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, that's, uh, you got a tattoo of fucking nonsense. Yeah. Congrats. So, like, that's the problem with, like, a char- like getting a Chinese character tattoo, too, is tattoo artists could get the character wrong, just miss a stroke or do sure. a stroke wrong, and it doesn't mean anything anymore. Yeah. I'm not mad at Joey for painting this. I'm mad at her for thinking she's an artist because it's. I'm, I'm mad at how bad it is. Though. Yeah, you're mad at you're not mad as an Asian person. You're mad as a fan of art. <laughs> Just a fan of like having to look at things, <laughs> having to walk past some shit every day. Yeah, if I had to walk past this fucking mural every fucking day, I'd vandalize that shit too. <laughs> I don't, care. I don't give a fuck what size house I listen I live in. I'll I'll paint all over it. Yeah, yeah. It's a fucking garbage. <laughs> <laughs> it's so yeah. bad like why do they do that to her like what like why if they were gonna finally like unveil her artistic uh nature to the world to saddle her with such garbage yeah like yeah. she might have as well just like painted like what's that thing that people have in their house like love live uh, live la- live laugh love yeah live life love on the fucking wall <laughs> like like it's so fucking cheesy sure totally So next day at school, Dawson is, uh, you know, he wants to uh, take a little peek at Joey's uh, painting. Let me see it. Yeah, but before he has the opportunity, Joey catches him. 
stops him and says that like you have to view it like everybody else at the viewing pretend to like it like they they, they have to yeah and he's like well pacey didn't have to wait and she's like i didn't invite pacey <laughs> pacey does what pacey does you know how he is <laughs> yeah pacey does what pacey does and he just showed up dawson tells joey that like he he told me it was great and it's like that can't be true <laughs> <laughs> no fucking because no he didn't tell way. joey it was great <laughs> hey uh hey dawson it's a real stinker. You want to get a, you're gonna want to get a look at this before. Uh, yeah, you're gonna want to get in front of this one. <laughs> yeah, because she'll be looking right at your face when it actually gets unveiled, and if you react how you're gonna react, she's not gonna be happy. You know, she's like, "Are you gonna be there at the unveiling?" And he's like, "Of course." Like, I mean, what else I have to do? <laughs> yeah, it's Cape Side, baby. We're, yeah, well, no, I'm just gonna go home look at fucking nothing. <laughs> I mean, it's assembly, you know. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm gonna stay. I'm gonna stay in class and just. You know, get a head start on some stuff. Yeah, but Joey's a little, you know, telling Dawson that she's a little afraid. Just she should be to be in front of everybody and to show her art, and she she should be. <laughs> she, she should, should be. be. It's awful. She should she should be more afraid. Yeah, I mean, it's it's bad. <laughs> and hey, Joey Potter, uh, sorry to pile on, but it sucks. <laughs> it sucks. It sucks. It's the worst. It's the worst. <laughs> She's the worst artist. We're, She's the worst artist in the world. We have to we have to keep all of this in so it just seemed like monsters. I don't know how you could not think that it's awful. No, yeah. Hey. Uh Instagram or email us if you like this and think it's good and tell tell me why. Like here here's the thing. I'm willing to have a totally reasonable conversation with you about why it sucks if you like it. When we cut to the next scene, we're in disciplinary um, council. Fucking Andy cop, copping her little ass <laughs> Yeah. Um, Matt Caulfield um, has found himself in front of the council because he cheated. Yeah. Which yeah. is, you know, ironic that Andy is now heading this uh, yeah. council. The ball's on this bitch. <laughs> it seems odd to allow children to... To like this, uh, this peers be thing? in charge of the fate of other children. Yeah, like no, like it's I, like a weird experiment. Like, and it's a thing they do. In, it's like a thing they do in college. But like, yeah, yeah, it's a thing they do in college, which I understand in college because one, there's just like less pressure because I don't. You might not even know this person, right? Like, sure, you don't know who this person is, but like everybody pretty much knows of everybody in high school. I mean, unless you went to one of those like oh, what, like one of those giant ass like, giant like the two thousand three thousand kid high schools like that's so crazy. Just like that idea is so crazy. Just because just because of the size of school we went to, just like the idea that you like you went to like a college or like a high school the size of like college. Yeah, like you like we like we like even if you didn't know somebody, like you recognized everybody. You were just kind of like oh that person. It seemed like there would be a lot of pressure, or like ripe for abuse totally <laughs> that position, oh, oh right? my god like the 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 amount of like uh favors that get done the uh lenient the lenient sentences that get passed around to like uh friends and shit like it's one of the things that almost makes andy being on it makes sense where it's like ah, this bitch don't have any friends <laughs> <laughs> like like who's who's she gonna who's she gonna uh pass lenient sentences on to yeah so essentially he admits to having cheated yeah I did that shit. 
And Annie hands down a sentence, and Mr. Green tells her that's, like, too harsh. Yeah, yeah, Back up off it, baby. <laughs> Which is also like, well, what's the point of having this console if you're just going to veto what the student says which which would be hilarious if they like got in the fight it's like do not undermine me in front of caulfield mr green like why don't you just do this shit then yeah yeah (laughs) what are we all doing here dude like charade and that would totally be like offer meds andy being like like him being like uh laying down like a more lenient sentence and her just like bursting up and just being like well then why don't you do it huh if, what the fuck am I doing here if you're going to just undermine it? Fuck, if fucking you do it. Yeah, and he says, like, although you broke the honor code, you didn't, you didn't break, break the, the spirit. spirit. But no, no, yeah, he did. The spirit of the code is not to cheat, and he cheated. Yeah, he cheated. Like, I feel like even, yeah, even the spirit uh, got snapped on this one. I like some things about Principal Green in this episode, but, like, to start off with, it's just like, ah, you're being... Too lenient for no reason on this one. So after the meeting, Principal Green tells Andy that she is in the top 50,000 students for the PSAT and is in the running for a merit scholarship. Everything she ever wanted. (laughs) Yes, everything she's ever wanted. And a big wave of guilt. Like comes over her. You can tell, and it's like it's like a it's like fresh guilt too, because it's like just like the the look in her eyes was like, ah, damn it, I thought I. uh, thought i forgot uh, got, about that forgot about all this shit and it's yeah. just like yeah just like washes over her anew that happened pre like going crazy yeah and it's like everything's better now i'm in a better place everything's going and it's just like that reminder of like nah you're still crazy <laughs> yeah it's interesting because if this was like three four episodes ago we would have no sympathy for andy no. yeah we'd be sitting there like good fuck andy good take off but now that andy has come back yeah there were some low points, but in the past few episodes, we've really grown to like care about Andy again and do wish her the best. Yeah, we understand everything that happened, and like, I mean, like, you, don't for, you don't forgive all of it, but you understand the it. Rob stuff is kind of weird. Like, it's still kind of like yeah. off-putting, but like, which is why I think the show, I think the show wisely was just like, we won't talk about this again. <laughs> oh yeah, ever again. Yeah. Yeah, she was definitely back in my back in my good graces in my like I like this person. So we kind of like feel bad for her now. We kind of have empathy for her. Where like later on when she like tells Jack that she's gonna like confess, it's like don't confess it. Don't. It's already her. done. You know. Yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah, like it's funny because it's like she was it's like she's waiting for our approval or it's just like don't do that shit we're cool you're cool it's all cool baby yeah but we'll get into that later um cut yeah. to the next scene pacey is at deputy doug's house pacey is asking doug if he could stay there for a while let me stay here you homosexual <laughs> <laughs> pretty much yeah the huge uh doug tells pacey if he's gonna stay there's gonna be some rules and he's gonna stick to them and pacey agrees Doug brings up, you know, what about your girl problems? And Pacey pretty much is like, ah, we are referencing what we spoke about in the jailhouse. You could just chalk that up to drunken talk. Like, um, it's not a problem. You know, it's still a problem. <laughs> or maybe it would be funny if it wasn't a problem anymore. It's like, I saw her art today. We're good. Sucks. <laughs> we're, we're just we're just friends. I think she's kind of empty inside. <laughs> Ooh. Or full, or full of Chinese. I don't know. Like I don't know. I don't know how to feel right now. 
threw me it threw me for a loop, Doug. It threw me for a loop. Cut to B and B. Yep. Uh Bodie again. We get another Bodie Bodie. Sign, I guess. Bodie has decided to stay and help the B&B. Pancake He's up, got a motherfucker. camera, and uh, him and uh, Bessie are both really excited about the mural. Yeah, it's cute. They won't be in about half an hour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, it'll be a real uh, what goes up must come down moment. But what's interesting about this scene is we get an official black people count of Capeside High, which is 11. Yeah, I think they brought Bodie into this episode because they did want to talk about race and privilege. Yep. I think so as well. And they wanted to do it in a way where it wasn't like Dawson like talking about it, race. Yeah, it wasn't Dawson yeah. it wasn't Dawson lecturing Principal Green about race. Sure, totally. And so I think they kind of brought Bodie in for this moment to talk about race sure. and how white the school is. White as fuck. But what are they trying to say when Joey's painting a Chinese drawing and there are no Asian kids ever we ever see? And exactly. Bowie yeah, yeah. is saying, you know, there are only 10 black kids in the whole school, which is like, well, I don't think we've seen 10 black kids on Cape Side. Yeah, you're, number one, you're lying. Number one, you're lying. Number two, Joey's lying with 11. It's like, if 10's not right, 11's not right But obviously right they're like being fascists. And, yeah, yeah, I get it. Yeah, but they stop there. Yeah, sure. They stop that conversation right there, right? right and it doesn't right. go anywhere else. And it, it doesn't come back up. Yeah, so like where... What did they want to say about race? Right. Yeah. What What did they tip What did they tiptoe up to, and then and then lose? Besides, like Cape Side is not diversified, which we already knew. Right. That is just like you can't. Like you just said, no matter what they were trying to say about race, you cannot help but undercut it with what Joey's painting. And I think in the next episode, we're gonna get into also continue this conversation. Some race stuff. Yeah. With Principal Green, oh, but fun. um, not not fun, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> fun. There's one. If there's no, but if there's one thing I like, it's converse. It's uncomfortable conversations about race. Yeah, but like this episode, they're I don't know what they're trying to tell us. Right, I agree about race. Like it's just like Cape Side's not diversified. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> yeah, but and it's it's one of the things I think it is, which I think it is to the episode's detriment, is. I think people give and people give themselves a lot more credit for self-awareness than they deserve. And so I think merely by pointing, merely like pointing out that, that diversity divot that we all know to be true, that the show is somehow giving itself points for just recognizing it. And it's just like, that's not enough. Well, yeah, because the issue is, it's not just that like Cape sites not diversify, but like Dawson's Creek isn't diversified, right? Right. Listen, they did add, two additional minority actors this season sure who are more bigger players yeah but still i haven't seen i haven't seen uh what's her nuts in a couple episodes nikki she was the last one. Oh, that's right i don't see color <laughs> or, sorry i don't see people of color <laughs> yeah so we cut to the unveiling and some girl we don't know is talking about her mural and, don't and care don't care I bet it's nicer than Joey's, but I don't care. <laughs> yeah. And uh, now it's Joey's turn to go up there. And before the unveiling, she has a little speech, a little Joey speech. Which she's, she seems seems more comfortable with than I would have expected. It's a decent speech. She wasn't just like, I fucking hate every single one of you. <laughs> she seems very comfortable and coming from a very genuine place. Yeah. Her, she's coming from, a, and she's coming from a magnanimous place. She's not like, she's just like, it, like it so easily could have been like 
and I was looking for a symbol that like, that uh, embodies uh, the people of Cape Sut High, and then unveil just like a just like a just a vagina with knives in it or something. It's as positive and hopeful as we've seen Joey like in a while. Yeah. So Joey talks about how we have these ideas that we could be whatever we want, and then somehow. We get to high school and that gets lost. And then like all these other things come into play and like we forget the possibility of what we had when we were younger. And so she decided to paint this character, which means possibility. Possibility. So you've alluded, you've alluded to it not meaning that. <laughs> it doesn't mean that. Um, fra- so I don't speak or read Chinese. So I reached out to my friend and I asked him. And he is a native Chinese speaker. He's uh, from Asia. Uh-huh. He's Taiwanese. Uh-huh. Um, he says that, like, he thinks because, like, he says, like, I, he thinks it's it's not a character. <laughs> oh, he thinks it's just like a shape that looks Chinese. <laughs> yeah, but he said from the closest you could get that he thinks it means, like, obedient or to obey or to follow. Oh, fun. <laughs> 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 That's great. Oh, that's that's. Hilarious. I did some more research in what other people thought it meant, and like other Chinese native speakers think it means either troublesome or <laughs> like frustrating. <laughs> all, but listen, all three of these thoroughly, thoroughly more accurate portrayals both of the high school experience and Joey's experience with high school. Yeah, and like from the character and the character my friend sent me, I could tell like the character he sent me is the closest to the character Joey painted, but it's not the same, exact same. Okay. So that's where he's like, it's probably doesn't mean anything. It's probably- She didn't paint a correct character. Right. Yeah. So that's fun. Classic, just like you got a bad Chinese tattoo. (laughs) So it is- closer to what Pacey said at the beginning of the of the episode where he's like this looks like a tattoo on David like Carradine's yeah, yeah that like you could like David Carradine would get and it does because <laughs> it's like here's a guy who doesn't speak Chinese getting a Chinese tattoo being Chinese that's so yeah. so Capeside High School just got a bad Chinese tattoo yeah but she unveils the painting and lo and behold it has been vandalized what? somebody has taken black paint and just like smeared it all over her painting Re- really artless like really artless uh vandalism too he's just like bah. he doesn't even like cover the whole thing up at or or she i, I think don't it know looks did it better than her painting like i think if it does she too. revealed that and was like this is an abstract painting right think about it i would be like i love it <laughs> maybe matt caulfield should have been sure. the artist it's like i like i mentioned it earlier but it does look kind of it does look kind of sideways like a Basquiat I remember seeing at the Andy Warhol Museum it in Pittsburgh. It looks like, you know, how in the 80s and 90s, this like contemporary modern art style kink started to come out. Yeah, yeah. Of like, kind of like abstract, you know? Yeah, yeah. Kind of like, oh, the art is like, you know, more of a Pollock, not Pollock looking, but like a more of a Pollock intent of like the art is within making the art. Right. Yeah. Where where it's yeah where it's the the, the process the process, the process is part of the, the art. art. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. And so like, yeah, yeah, it kind of totally. looks like that. And if Joey if Joey had presented that to me and that idea to me, I would be like, this is 
this is great, Joey. You'd be, you'd be like, that fucking Joey Potter's a genius. Fucking genius. Yeah. Yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah. No, I, I definitely like. I definitely liked it better. <laughs> <laughs> the like the mix, even like the mix between the the black across like the color palette she used, I found like more pleasing visually. Yeah. Way to go, Caulfield. Hell of a collab. <laughs> it's a co- it's a collabo. <laughs> it's a collab. It's a collab. With uh, Joey Potter. Yeah. I don't know where Pacey is, but uh, Joey's really upset. She runs out. Oh, then Pacey runs. Dawson and Pacey then run after her. They both catch their, uh, got to white knight this shit bat signal at the same time. Yeah. They have a very different approach. Yeah. Dawson's approach is, hey, don't take it personally. This is not about you. They probably just picked a- They probably just did that shit. Mirror on yeah. paint uh, a random and then yeah. like was like, fuck it. You know, it was just a, a random yeah. act. Of of <laughs> art violence, which I would say the art violence was perpetrated on us when Joey painted that. <laughs> this is this is uh, art restitution. So we shall never it. forget, Pete. We should never <laughs> forget, Joey. I will never forget. Jo- Joey's mural is our nine eleven. I have recreated that mural in my bedroom. <laughs> And I just look at it. I confront it. Yeah, and then Pacey's approach is some motherfucker did this to you, and I am going to find him. They know who you are. They don't like you. They think you suck. They think you suck. They think your art sucks. And so they decided to make it suckier. I'm going to find this motherfucker and gut them. Yeah. And like both approaches do like the worst thing you could do is deny somebody their feelings. Their feelings, how they feel about (laughs) it. Absolutely. Neither of them are listening to Joey. Yeah, they're both doing their version of no, Joey. It's not that. Let me let me tell you what this is. Obviously, they both care about Joey, but neither sure. of them are listening to Joey and and like giving Joey what she needs right now, which is not. Which is just like that. Which is just like there, there. That sucks. <laughs> you know, Pacey is. I'm gonna fix this. I'm a. I'll, I'll kill this motherfucker. <laughs> and Dawson is. It's not your fault. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Which, if I had to go of one, uh-huh. I would go that this is not your fault. That's the sm- that's the smart one, but, but especially I will- if that person has already said this is not your fault, and you <laughs> come up and be like, "No, it is about you. <laughs> Somebody sure. hates you." Which totally. is like, I didn't, I didn't think that. <laughs> right, totally. And it's, I didn't it, think that it, before you said that. It's funny because, like, if I'm gonna be totally honest, of like my experiences as I was watching it, the entire time I'm like, "Shut the fuck up, Dawson. Let Pacey uh, figure out who did this shit." <laughs> Getting some distance from it, of course. I mean, I didn't even need that much distance from it to know that, like, you guys are both blowing this big time right now. Yeah. But, but of the two approaches, the one that like spoke to me immediately on a guttural level was just like, "Go get him, Pacey." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. I just don't like. I wouldn't want to make somebody feel like this is a this personal is, attack, right? Yeah, well, I don't, I don't know what you did, but I'll fix it. Sure, but I, you know, I'm not sure Pacey's wrong, right? You know, like remember in the last episode when Joey goes to Caulfield's party and she acts yeah. like a bitch. Yeah, she's like, "Suck my dick! I don't want your fucking, I don't want your yeah. jello shot. Uh, I'm yeah. gonna shit in your bonfire." Yeah, so like maybe oh. Caulfield was like, "Look this uptight bitch." Listen, I'm trying. I'll get to, her back. I'm trying to give this girl a fucking Jello shot, and this is what I get. Fine, <laughs> screw her. Yeah, totally. I invite her to my party. Fine, or I let her in my party. I try to give her that Jello shot. So if I just try to have a good time, she don't want to have a good time. So I want to have a good time. Now I'm gonna have a good time. Uh, fixing her art. Yeah. Yeah. 
you're totally right. Both of them are both of them are screwing screwing this moment yeah. up in and in their in their uh, ex- exclusive inimitable ways. When Pacey says, "Of course, this is a personal attack," and you look at Joey's face, being like, "What?" what? <laughs> like, and it's just like, "Oh, she didn't need that too." <laughs> yeah, of course, this is a personal. Think about yourself. <laughs> yeah, like it just. Yeah, totally. Like it feels like, Attacky. even if it was true. <laughs> Yeah, you just made me feel extra bad about myself. Oh, gr- yeah. Gr- oh, great. It's it's not just because someone's an asshole. It's because someone thinks that I I am terrible. Yeah, <laughs> it's an yeah, it's an extra burden. It's almost like victim blaming. You know, it's this totally. is your fault. <laughs> yeah, listen. It's happy because somebody doesn't like you. Yeah, listen. We can get into what you did to deserve this later. <laughs> yeah, totally. That's funny. It's the it's the worst combination. It's the worst combination of being a victim blaming white knight. <laughs> Listen, I gotta go fix this for you because like I don't know what the fuck you did. <laughs> yeah. So Joey, of course, understands that like these two idiots don't know what the fuck they're talking about. They're making me feel even worse I'm if that's possible. <laughs> right. Yeah. But like, I'm out. Peace. I'm done with this fucking frosting on top of this shit sandwich. Yeah. It pays. Like, should, shouldn't we go after her? And I think Dawson has the right instinct here to know you i think she needs now that we've thoroughly fucked her up maybe we should let leave her alone for a little bit no and that's the moment that's the moment where uh, uh that's the moment where i switch from uh pacey to dawson where i was just like do you think we should go after her keep ruining her day <laughs> but like that's pacey he has that need he needs to fix it he needs to yeah. help her yeah he needs to make she he won't be happy until she feels better but his yeah. problem is He's too dumb to know what will make to, her feel to better. To know how to make her feel better. It's like, listen, I will stop either when you feel better or when you lie dead under my hands. <laughs> yeah, it's like because he's not listening to her. Right. He can't make her feel better because what he's going to do is put himself into jeopardy, which if somebody who cares about you, that's definitely not what they want you to do. Totally. It's the worst aspect of uh, his puppy dogness. Yeah. Well, it's it's that white knight syndrome where it's yeah. like at some point it doesn't feel like it's about that person. It feels more like it's about oh, totally. you. You know, it's like you're trying to rescue you, not yeah. me. Yeah. Listen, you could strangle Matt Caulfield to death in front of me. It's not going to make me feel any better. So we cut to Andy and Jack's house, make a little dinner. Yeah, little McPhee din din. Andy tells Jack that she is thinking about quitting the disciplinary committee she's like but you love that shit <laughs> yeah you love lording power over, over the other students you're an egomaniac verdicts are your thing you love like passing out punishments yeah and he's like dude that's like one of the best things you can put on your college applications uh, it's, uh, like, it's like being a <laughs> snitch ass do- no but she's not even the snitch she's like the council yeah she's a ex- jury and executioner she's like that she's like it's it's the closest you can be in a, to a like a public dominatrix <laughs> ba- baffled jack utterly baffled by yeah this. jack is just like just does not understand at all why she would quit i mean it is kind of like oh, no, like, why nuts. would you yeah so then we cut to the potter b&b dawson has showed up Brave of Dawson to come. Yeah, ballsy. Like, the way they left it seemed way more of a, like, don't call me, I'll call you kind of thing. It's like, or at least, like, give it a day. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? Let her sleep on it. 
let's try this shit again in the morning. We'll be breathing easy. Yeah, totally. Because the reason he's coming to see her now, he had gotten the keys from Principal Green. Yeah. And he said, well, he wants to convince Joey that like, okay, it's been vandalized. We know that. But you can still fix it. You fix could it. redo it. Yeah. Yeah. Make it better. And she's just like, I took, this took like me a month. I was like, that shit took you a month. <laughs> I know, right? Like, <laughs> it took you a month. <laughs> I do, I do, uh, I do enjoy that we can't stop shitting on her art. But it's like, but that was another thing. It was another thing, like a month. <laughs> Listen, I get it. You know, when you're the first time you create it, you know, it takes a month. Yeah, you, then you, you gotta re- you, you redo that in like a day and a half. Yeah, like you know what it looks like. You don't have to conceive. I love There's it. It's like cons- I had conception it's like, process. Yeah, I had to conceive it. It's like that. What, what did that take you? Like three out of the f- four and a half weeks yeah. of a month to conceive. Yeah, we're just talking about execution, right? Like, yeah, I'll go paint it. What I <laughs> Dawson Dawson should have just been like, listen, you don't need to do it. I want your position. I want your permission to go paint it myself for you because I feel like I can do it. I feel like I can nail it. Yeah, and so she takes a shot at Dawson and like Dawson's like, why can't you redo it? And then uh, she tells Dawson for the same reason why you haven't shot a roll of film in the last month. Joey says, you don't think the reason why you haven't shot any movies and any film and dropped out of film is because you got a poor review of your movie and I was like honestly no that's not the like, reason uh-uh no and even as I'm sitting there I'm like you're lying Dawson you're lying to, you're lying in front of God and everybody and this is when um we get to kind of touch on privilege here yeah Joey talks about how yeah, you're privileged, Dawson. Today you want to be a filmmaker. Tomorrow you want to be something else. And you could do that. You can decide and change and have no... Yeah, you want to go backpack in fucking Europe. You go do that shit. Yeah. It won't affect you negatively, but I don't have those chances in my life. I don't get to fail. And he's like, you're a white guy like me. Of course you do. <laughs> you're white too. What, what is this? Just what because this? you live with Bodie doesn't mean you take <laughs> on his, his oppression. <laughs> Bunny doesn't rub off on you. Yeah, but Joey says, I don't have that kind of privilege because I'm poor, right? I'm poor, yeah. Like, I can't fail and, like, have... And then then just go do something else. Yeah, because I don't have the same safety nets as you do. Yeah. So when I fail, that's my only chance. Like, when I fail, I've, like, basically, like, I've I've failed, and then there you go. Ba-boom. Which I agree. But we talk about... We talk about painting, right? We still talk about painting. We're talking about. Right? Here's the thing: we're talking about practice right now. We're talking about practice. Yeah, we're not talking about real. Li- we're not talking about the game, Joey. We talk about practice. I'm this asking is practice. you to go practice. <laughs> so yeah, go back in there and practice. We're talking about practice right now. That is true. You know, because of yeah. Dawson's wealth, like he's not even like super wealthy, but he's wealthy enough where wealthy he enough. can. Like not do film and then like decide yeah. to do this or go like backpacking for he can a tre- year. He can treat life. He can treat life like like a little bit more like uh. I'm at the salad bar, you know. Maybe yeah. I try some of this shit. Nah, maybe I don't like it. <laughs> like when Joey talks about possibility, Dawson has all the possibilities in him. Yeah, she he might as well just be paint whatever. His, uh, the Chinese symbol for Dawson. <laughs> like, yeah, he can be whatever and do whatever he wants. All the possibilities are in him where for joey because of her upbringing yeah she feels limited by her ability to dream totally you know this art thing was already a giant leap for her 
Totally. This idea that she could be an artist is crazy. For her, that failure means that's the end of this. Like, yeah, and the, and the I dreamt a dream and it fucking hit me in the fucking face. <laughs> and it shit on my shoes. Yeah. Yeah. Which is something Dawson just doesn't understand. Like, he doesn't nah. get it. What do you mean? What are you talking about? Like, you just do something else. You just do it again. You just get up and do it again, right? Like, Joey is talking to Dawson on a very larger idea where Dawson is literally talking about just paint it again. I'm talking about practice. (laughs) Yeah, no. Dawson Dawson is in a very like, what the fuck are you talking about, man? Just go paint the thing again. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, just do it. Just paint it again. It's not that hard. It's super funny. Just the juxtaposition of just like the size of the conversation that they're they're having different sizes of a conversation. Like Joey is like, my soul is broken. I'm done. I am not art anymore. I am. Uh, I have failed. It's just like, motherfucker, it's like there's four colors in it. It's fine. And Dawson's like, just fix your painting. Your painting, your painting's busted. Go fix the painting. Yeah, like where it's not the painting, Dawson. It's Joey's soul. Whatever part of her that thought maybe, just maybe, little Joey Potter can be something else, can be an artist, and can dream a little bit bigger, it's gone. That has ended and there's no way she is going painting the word possibility in any fucking language ever again (laughs) like it's not happening because possibility in joey potter's life uh has come and gone yeah she can't write it in chinese and she definitely now can't write it in english either like i don't even i don't even want to read it in english right and that and like and dawson just is not hearing that he can't he's because it's inconceivable to Dawson to not have possibilities. You live a, you live a life of possibilities. For somebody Dawson's age, I think this is just an incredibly difficult conversation to understand. To even conceive of, like the just the the si- the size of your life is just so much different than that. For for teenagers, I think of this age, you don't think of your friends as having a much different experience than you. Sure. Right, but I would agree that that's true. So, like, a lot of times you don't think about it. And so you think that they have all the same privilege you do and all the same sure. possibilities lie in them that are available to you. Mm-hmm. Even though, I mean, knows Joey very well. Right. But I think, like, there's this... It's you don't really you understand class. Right. So class is something I don't think you really understand until a lot later. I Like, I, I would... I would quibble with that just just based on my own experience, but I think in general that's true. Well, I don't think the reverse. I don't think poor people look at rich people and then I don't. But like, I think somebody like oh, you, Dawson. You, you don't think rich people uh, conceive of class in in that same way until later. I don't think like somebody like a sixteen year old person who is in the upper middle class, as Dawson is, goes to Joey's house and feels anything is lacking. And feels like, look at these poor motherfuckers. Yeah. Sure, sure. I think he's like, it's everything's fine. Like, Sure. Joey doesn't have a DVD player, but that's cool. I do. We could just go see my house. You know? I don't think he like thinks about it, right? Sure. Totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would agree with that. When I think Joey goes to Dawson's house, she's very much aware of the class differences. Look of at this their... fucking palace. 
Right, totally. Yeah, she's like, what 16-year-old has a DVD player in 1998? Dude, <laughs> yeah. I, dude, I still remember the first time I ever went to Lauren's house and was just like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> play, like, literally, just like Lauren's house. I was just like, this place is huge. <laughs> you have a piano. <laughs> Can you hear me from down here? Or should I yell louder? Yeah. But yeah, totally. When you're in the privileged, you just love your friends and you don't think anything different of them. Right. And it's just because you're just so not aware of like the class in that same way. Right. As somebody who is from a lower class might view somebody from an upper class or a higher class than them, where it's like, how can you not see that you have so much more than I do? Totally. Yeah. For me, it was always just like so readily apparent where it was like, oh, shit. Yeah. So at the end of this conversation, Dawson, obviously not listening to Joey, tells Joey that like, you're not what you're actually afraid of is like having to see if your painting was worth a damn to anybody. Right. Maybe your painting just sucked, Joey. How about that? You're, you don't want to do it again because you don't want to feel the judgment. Right. You don't want to go through what I had to go through. Yeah. Spoken like a guy who totally didn't quit making movies because they judged his movie so hard. You don't want to go through the hard stuff. The hard stuff is having to show your art to somebody, not making it. And Joey, it's hard. It's so fucking hard. <laughs> Don't do it, Joey. <laughs> Don't do it. Get out. I'm giving you an out right now. <laughs> Don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He says, wonder why I came over tonight. And he puts down the keys. And he said, Principal Green gave me the keys. So, you know, it's, it's up to you. It's on you. Principal so Green wanna... gives her, like, all the keys. <laughs> no, yeah. It's, it's, it's like, like you, seven you get, keys. <laughs> yeah, it's like, this is the one that opens any locker. <laughs> I trust you. <laughs> I do en- uh, I do enjoy uh, Principal Green's like sort of faith in the goodness of the four of of, of our of our uh, of our six. <laughs> well, even the way he treats Matt Caulfield with the test cheating, like there's a sense where Green is really trying to I'm really trying to be even-handed with you, white people. Yeah, like <laughs> you've like really like uh, dish justice in a more empathetic way. He's a merciful leader, right? As we'll see a uh, a little later with um, uh, Pacey and Matt Caulfield's fight. Like he's he's obviously one that projects. I'm not to be trifled with either, right? <laughs> Which is like I, I come out of this episode with a lot of respect for Principal Green. Yeah. Next scene, we're at school. Detective Pacey is trying to get to the bottom of who may have uh, vandalized the painting. Is just like, hey, I'm, I'm uh, taking bets on uh, who did it. All like, right. I, I, I guess I'll do that gumshoe. What the fuck? Man? Yeah. So um, these two young gentlemen in their 30s tells him they believe it's um, <laughs> Caulfield. <laughs> it has to be. It's gotta be Caulfield. Because who else would it be? It's like, well, great. Now I'm just going to give you guys your $2 back. Also, it's like, that's not evidence. <laughs> you just... Because who else is going to be? It's like, well, we're not that observant. <laughs> yeah. Don't look around. Yeah. It wasn't like, yeah, I saw him yesterday with the paint. And and it's yeah, it's not like it's not like either of these guys are like established as like oh like these are the two guys at Cape Side who know what's what. Yeah, it's just two dipshits in a line. So, um, Pacey... Haven't taken this information, has uh, decided to then act on it immediately. Yeah, fuck it. Uh, that's, all, that's all I need. Uh, two two people telling me um, I'm going to Caulfield. Straight, straight to the horse's mouth. So he goes over there and like tries to intimidate Matt Caulfield, you know, yeah. said like, hey, you fucked with somebody I cared about this time. I think 
I want you to apologize to her and admit what you did by the end of the day. And then I'm like, look at this scene. I'm like, wait, am I supposed, is Pacey intimidating to people? <laughs> totally. Where he's just like, where he's just like, you know, he's saying that like it, like they're like his, like he's got gravitas. Yeah. Like he, like Pacey is, is he known for breaking legs and shit? Like, like yeah, no, it's like, is Pacey Witter a bad motherfucker? Like what's like, what's the, what is this? Yeah. Yeah, totally. This is a guy who like got a draw on Dawson. Like they had a fight and it was a draw. Yeah. And Dawson like is obviously like he's in good shape, but he's, he's a lover, not a fighter. Yeah. So like, oh. Is, I don't know. is Pacey intimidating? Maybe, but then maybe it's one, one of these things where it's like Pacey. This is like Pacey finding an extra gear, and like I think even Matt Coff, like, because like when he gets in his face later, and Matt Caulfield's like, "I'm gonna count to three and get you to stop, uh, and, and uh, you're gonna move out of my way," and then he gets to three, and then Pacey's just like, "No, fuck you," and like gets in his face again. Like, I think this is Pacey finding an extra gear where I think Pacey might be equally surprised that people are intimidated by him. Yeah, so um, we cut to Dawson in the hallway. He takes a peek underneath Joey's painting, and she still hasn't, um, she didn't go there last night to uh, start it again. So he's a little disappointed. Caulfield in the parking lot. Pacey's just stalking him all day long, man. This guy is all over him. I love this fucking scene. Yeah. <laughs> like, straight up. Straight up, I love the whole thing. So, Pacey's like, nice present, bro. And Caulfield's like, yeah, it's a Christmas present. Pacey's like, ugh, can't believe they shorted you on the off-road package. Caulfield's like, what the, what the what is, fuck? What's your problem, man? Yeah, what's your problem, man? <laughs> oh, shit. It's like, I already told you what my problem is. <laughs> it was very specific. Pacey stops him and says, hey, I told you by yesterday. You needed to apologize and admit to what you did. So what's up? So you know what I want. I want butts. So what are you gonna do about it? It's like I'm a fuck. I'm a fuck you up. Yeah, Caulfield's like, what's up? Like, what are you gonna do next, huh? What are you gonna? You're gonna like get your dad to do something? And at that point, at that point, Pacey should have been like, shit, I should just get my dad to do something. I think that's what sets Pacey to the next level. Yeah, it's like don't bring my dad into this shit. I punched my dad too. <laughs> yeah, I punched. I punched. Listen, I fucked a teacher. I spit into the teacher's face. I punched my dad. He was a sheriff. See, maybe Pacey is a badass. Put, putting all those things together, it's like, how do you fuck with Pacey ever? <laughs> yeah, maybe Pacey is a badass. I, I, th- I think. We, I think we just solved our own mystery. <laughs> Pacey's this a guy bad, is Pacey Winter is bad as fuck. Dude, and he should have just straight come out of that. It's like I, I punched my dad and then threatened to cripple him. You think you're anything to me, motherfucker? You, I, I will rip you in half like a paper towel. Yeah, Basie is an unhinged, violent motherfucker. I love it. I love he everything. Vigo Mortensen in a history of violence. <laughs> I went down on that teacher on some stairs the other day. Boom. Pacey here starts to intimidate uh, Matt Caulfield. Push him against. Yeah. His car, and then like, well, it's like he starts to he starts to try to intimidate, or he's trying to intimidate him. Uh, but what Caulfield Matt does Caulfield that thing by trying to push back a little bit, and it almost it almost seems like then Pacey might like back down, but then Pacey gets another gear where he like, this is what I'm gonna do about it. Yeah, and it's like he successfully intimidates Matt Caulfield. Yeah, so Caulfield's like, all right, all right, I'll, I'll apologize. Apologize. Stop stop scaring me. And so when Pacey lets him go, Caulfield cheap shots him. Like, total douche move. Ugh. 
Ugh, I've never been more disgusted by a move on this show, and someone has accused someone wrongly of sexual assault on this show. Sucker Punch, what a bitch. And then they have, like, an 80s-style action movie fight. Totally. <laughs> like, like, it's so great. Like, the fight is so fucking insane. It is so off-the-wall bonkers. <laughs> like, no two people in a real fight have ever exchanged that many clean punches. Pacey throws him across a car. So good. And then he slams Pacey up against a car. And then Pacey slams him. Is it over? No, it's not. Into the concrete. And it looks like his head hits the concrete. He should have brain damage. Yeah, like, seriously, like, Pacey body slams him into the concrete, and it looks like Pacey killed him. It was a classic, actually very well-performed atomic slam. Yeah. Yeah, he should be talking like Bret Hart right now. I mean, props to the um to the stunt crew who totally. uh, put this fight together. Like it, it really it's a fucking intense. That's like obviously I've never seen a high school fight look like this. It's no, like, no. Like, yeah. You ever gonna fight in high school? Nah. I've been threatened. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, people wanted me to get in a fight. Yeah. Um, but not an actual fight, no. Did you get in a fight? Not in high school. Yeah, so uh, Principal Green comes and breaks up the fight. And- this moment is the most upset I've seen Principal Green. Uh, Principal Green don't play. Man, it's like 7.30 in the morning. Principal Green driving to school. Seeing two of his most like needy students getting into full-on... Oh, it's such a pain in the ass action movie fight sequence because he like sees it he like sees him from a distance like who's fighting in the fucking parking lot and gets a little bit closer. god damn it yeah it's like of course it's pacey winter and matt caulfield i just let that motherfucker like off easy the other week and this is what i get i showed him mercy yeah so like i don't know, you know what pacey's doing you don't want to start the day like that no it's like you had your coffee you got your press suit it's friday <laughs> <laughs> trying to take it easy yeah like, I think I like I think Principal Green was probably stoked that like when he got there, he got there just like right after that fucking takedown. He's like, okay, cool. Like this is pretty much done. And Matt Caulfield might be uh, developmentally disabled. I mean, the way Pacey was beating on top of him, though, like that, like okay, yeah, I think you've won, Pacey. I think you're gonna kill him now. It's kind of a gear in Pacey that's like, wow, this person might be actually dangerous. No, yeah, he he was like just this side of out of control, and that is and that is a, a dangerous. It's a dangerous gear. It's a dangerous gear to be able to get to. Like in real life, you would be like Pacey has anger management issues. Sure, willpower. Like definitely like willpower issues, and like this is a kid on the edge. Like really, really is a kid on the edge, and then pocket beers and fist fights. Man, the shit's not going well for Pacey. Yeah, I mean like. This is a 100% at-risk child. Sure, yeah. Regardless of how many Mighty Ducks movies he's been in. Like we were saying before, like, this is a person who fucked his teacher. Yep. Spit in the face of his teacher. Uh-huh. Punched his dad and threatened to handicap him. Punched an officer of the law. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. His dad, who is also the sheriff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And now just, like, almost would have probably killed a person it is. It is. This is a kid who is unable to control his emotions. <laughs> Which is the most dangerous thing in the world when you are 16. Yeah, I mean, this is like a kind of person who, if you can snap like that and like mm. 
uh, just like spit at a teacher's face and and start fights. No matter how much you think you're on the side of justice, mm-hmm. that doesn't make what you do like right or justified. If those things, know. yeah, if those are the things that you can justify, that's behavior you can justify in the name of whatever justice you're seeking. It's like not good. He painted over a mural. You slammed his head into the parking lot. Probably won't paint over any more murals. <laughs> like that's that's definitely like escalation. It wasn't just the mural; it was the disrespect afterwards. <laughs> this is clear that like Pacey needs something to happen to him. Like he needs to, he needs to get the shit kicked out of him. I don't know about that. I'm sure. I like. No, he doesn't. I kind of want to like. Not know fr- frontier justice won't work if there is some sort of violence in his home life. Sure, but I mean, besides Tug pulling a gun on him, <laughs> right? But yeah, besides occasionally having a uh, police officer fire in his face. face, yeah, yeah, is his dad physical? And um, well, he's not anymore. At least I know that. <laughs> no, they love each other. No, well, like if he was at all physical with Pacey after that. Punch. He get, he, he get the, uh, no he get the call field. He is no longer physical with Pacey. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, man. Prison rules, baby. No, but um, yeah. Like Pacey's on his way to being officer. I forgot to turn on my body cam winner. Or a person who gets lost in the system. Like he has done a lot of things that should have gotten him expelled. Sure. Yeah, this is like another thing that's like this is expulsion. Like if he oh, got, if Caulfield got fuck yeah, dude. seriously hurt. Totally. Like, in this school year, you've already spit in a teacher's face. You can't end the school year by body slamming a student into the parking right. lot. No matter how much you <laughs> other people dislike him. Yeah. You should just spit in his face. Like, I really feel bad for Pacey. Like, I want, I hope somebody, totally. like, you want Pacey to, like... Get it together. Yeah, get it together. And he needs a uh, Robin Williams to tell him it's not his fault. <laughs> like, yeah, like, uh, I just, like, get it together is, like... That's I don't know. That's like a PE coach thing to say, but like, to come find, on, Winter, get it together. Get it together. Rub some dirt on it. He needs to find a way or find someone who can help him get himself under control and get it, yeah. get him in, get him to a place where, like, he can control his emotions and not give in to his instincts. Like, right? Like his instincts is to go to violence. You know? Yeah. yeah. I mean. I kind of want to blame Dawson after the Oompa Loompa incident. <laughs> it's like, oh, so this is how we do shit in Cape Side now, huh? <laughs> just ratchet it up. Just ratchet it up, Oompa Loompa. <laughs> I, just, I just said Oompa Loompa. Why are you coming at me like this? And it's like, that's how he views the world. Yeah. I mean, let's just keep going. We'll talk about this forever. Let's do it. Let's let's start Let's start a um, podcast about violence. Well, as we've already found out, we know very little about violence <laughs> as having only fought once in the uh, fifth grade. In the fifth grade. Well, no. It's like, like, it's like more like the theory of violence. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I have violence threatened at me multiple times after that. Yeah. No, like, you know how many times someone just looked at me and was like, you want me to beat the shit out of you? Oh, yeah. So we cut to um, the next scene. Andy is telling Principal Green that she would like to get out of the disciplinary uh, council committee. And he's like, what? And she's like, I, 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 
this is not a discussion. I'm done. <laughs> All right, what's this really about? You love being a cop. He's like, I don't got time for this. So he walks in and he's got to deal with Caulfield and Pacey. It was amazing timing on Andy's part, where it was just like, like Principal Green's just like, oh, I gotta deal with it. I gotta deal with the aftermath of this horse shit. And, and then like, just like Andy dropping a bomb right in the middle of it is like, it's not even first period, man. Yeah, and then Principal Green does a thing that's like borderline, like, mm, I'm not. He calls Dawson and one of uh, Caulfield's friends. Oh, in. yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, man, what a shitty position to be in. No, like, here's the thing if Principal Green was like your buddy, you'd be pissed at him for doing this as like a principal trying to figure some shit out. This diabolical genius. <laughs> what I don't understand is I get why Caulfield doesn't want to talk about why what happened. Right. Because he's in the wrong. He's in the wrong. Because then he would have to expose the fact that it was he who, in fact, blemished the mural. Though some may argue the mural is a blemish. Sure. And uh, the he, uh, he would have to admit that he was the one who altered the mural. Now, why Pacey is reluctant to bring that up when his whole thing is, I want you to admit that you did so, and I want you to get in trouble for it. So why is Pacey reluctant to be like, this is about the fucking mural. This guy fucking fucked up the mural. So I fucked him up. That's what I do. It's snitches. It's sni- it's, it's dry snitching. He, it, like... I am justice. Exactly. No, it's like it's some fucking cowboy ass um uh white guy justice serve shit like he wants Matt Caulfield to say that shit. He's not going to say it for him. Matt Caulfield needs to be a man and and say it. And that's and that's what Pacey wants. If Pacey sa- if Pacey says it, if Dawson says it for Pacey, it does. It's he demands satisfaction. It's like Southern duel shit. Uh, Matt Caulfield and Pacey tell their respective best friends to not say anything. It would have been, been awesome if uh, Pacey then told Matt Caulfield's best friend, and you keep your fucking mouth shut too. Dawson, who is like, why would I listen to Pacey? Huh. This guy is <laughs> ruining himself. You think you're in fucking charge of me? Um, but despite despite my absentee parents, I'm uh, in a pretty stable uh, place emotionally. You gonna tell me what's what? Dawson begins to say something. Pacey tells him that Dawson, this isn't your fight. Dawson says it's not your fight either. Yeah. Tells Principal Green that the reason for this fight is because of the mural. And so you know, Principal Green, oh, so this is about the vandalized mural. Caulfield denies, you know, anything. And um, yeah, and then Principal Green, uh, he uh, he cites he cites the case of uh, he who denied it versus he who supplied it. Caulfield said, I've, I, you know, I never went near that Chinese mural. So you dumb asshole. Dawson says, well, if you didn't go buy it, how did you know it was a Chinese character? And also, how do you know that it's not another Asian language? You don't know shit about Chinese, Matt Caulfield. So Caulfield essentially incriminates himself. Yeah. For whatever reason. Because he's, he's stupid. Here's the, here's the thing about, like, it's not just the being a dick in the class thing. Matt Caulfield has this thing that like a lot of dickhead kids had, which is that voice that always sounds like he has a cold. 
I don't know, man. You talk like you always have a cold. No, no, it's a different. It's a um, it's a different register. It's always projecting, man. No, no, it's just some, it like it uh, gave me a weird flashback. The guy's just like he's nasally, you know. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Once Caulfield's uh, game is up, but he's just like, who cares? It's fucking ugly. Why do I have to fucking look at it every day? It's fucking bullshit. I don't look at that shit. <laughs> I can't disagree. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, you gotta go through the proper channels, Caulfield. <laughs> yeah. He says, it's a f- it offends me. And Principal Green All says, Chinese offends me. <laughs> possibility <laughs> is offensive to you. And he says, yeah, I'm white and I'm rich. That's all the possibility I need. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> I just I'm like, well, I guess that's the Should have kicked Pacey's chair over. <laughs> just like walked out. Like up? Gold medal, baby. Like, yeah, it, it's kind of like a mic drop. Like, just like, huh? Well, what are you going to do, dog? <laughs> now, what are you guys going to do now? Nothing is going to affect my future. I said your quiet part loud, motherfuckers. You're the system. I'm rich and white. Yeah. Tough, tough to rebut. Yeah, it's one of those things that, like, obviously it's too, uh, you know, the, the two times that we've seen Pacey be violent, not at Dawson. Or with the teacher, and now Matt Caulfield. These two people have to be like the worst people you could create <laughs> to kind of justify his, uh, his Pacey's cowboy, his actions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Though, like we said before, nothing justifies spitting in somebody's face. Like, nope. That's a kind of violence that I mean, like nothing really justifies most violent acts, you know? Right, but like, there's a, there's like a at least like an evolutionary familiarity to it. Uh, if it's like, you know, a skirmish in a parking lot. Right. Whereas like the spitting is so uniquely human. <laughs> Cause you have to like, like I don't, I mean, I don't. Maybe primates spit at each other. It would be an interesting study to see if like, if, if there are is like behavior in primates that is specifically intended to humiliate or disrespect another, um, I fling their poo at you. Well, that's because they—that's because they are impressed with their own shit, and they want you to check it out too. I don't know. Like, would somebody say that out loud? I'm rich and I'm white. Um, not in 2000 or 1999. So we're at the McFees. Andy tells Jack that she quit because she stole. She was the one who stole the PSAT advanced copy of the PSAT. Idiot. Yeah. You take that to your grave, McPhee. Well, they're like practically twins. Yeah. <laughs> she actually had already told him telepathically. You could tell your twin you did crimes. I don't know if you got like a dick twin. Jack is like, I don't understand why you would steal the test when you've been studying so much and you knew all that stuff. Like, what's the point of stealing it? And essentially she was just like, it was sitting there and it seemed like it was the answer to all my problems. Right. And she says that she thought if she did really well at a test, everybody would be like, oh yeah, Andy's back to normal. There's nothing wrong with Andy. She fixed herself. Right. Which I think is a um, valid, like a valid reason. Like it doesn't make it right. 
you know, right. it doesn't make what she did right. But it, it like fleshes out Andy to be for us to feel empathetic towards her. Absolutely. hundred percent. And it's like, oh, she was, she didn't just steal the test because she's privileged and she knew she was going to get in trouble. And right. this is just like what rich white girls do to get into like prestigious schools, you know? like Sure. Which was thoroughly easy to believe at the time just because. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So this like, she didn't do it because because fuck you i deserve the answers yeah like she f- deserves the answers like why like, but she did it because she was hoping that like doing this would solve all her problems and just make everybody look at her normal right something about the reasoning just really spoke to me it totally allows us to kind of like really want to like like really like and like we're i'm i yeah. i think i'm like fully on board of annie now i don't hold anything against her yeah uh yeah, so Annie tells Jack that she is going to tell Principal Green tomorrow that she cheated on the PSATs. And Jack is like, Oh no, you are not doing that. Like, listen, you fucked up. Yes, you, what you did was bad, but like yeah, you don't need to torpedo yourself. Do you really want to get kicked out of school for the Pre-SATs, like, is it? We not yeah. talking about SAT. We talk about practice. Like, it's Jack practice. is legit. Like, we talking about practice right now. Not the game. Yeah, not the SATs. We talk about the practice SATs. <laughs> the SATs you live and die for. Yeah. Yeah. It's peace at peace at. Right. It's like you that... don't have to take the scholarship. You, you like. Yeah. Don't be a hero. Don't be a hero. You don't need to be a hero, Andy. You're fine. Yeah. Um. But for Andy, it's just just going to be freeing for her. And then she can, like, you know, look at herself in a mirror and just go to yeah. bed at night. And Yeah, I mean. But I just don't, I don't agree with her, man. No, you don't need to do this shit. <laughs> Pacey, uh, Pacey, um, on, Doug, on Doug's couch, he's got, like, a thawed steak on, like, you're supposed to put, like, a frozen steak, not a thawed steak. And you yeah. probably should use some kind of, like, saran wrap around it. Like, just put, like, a raw piece of meat on your eye. Don't don't put a raw fucking steak on your eye. Yeah, you, it's you, weird. You're you, you fucking con- conjunctivitis at the very least. <laughs> at the very least. At the worst, some kind of, like, bacterial infection that will eat your brains. <laughs> yeah, like, it's, like, yeah, mad it's cow disease people... or something. Yeah, don't do anything to yourself that they used to do as a remedy in like the fifties. They, they didn't know what they were doing. As a person who gets punched a lot, you think Pacey would have learned something by now? Yeah, like how to how to deal with a shiner, man, or like honestly, just, you just don't deal with it. Like just like get a black eye and look more intimidating. Well, I don't have ice. It's like I th- here's the thing. I don't know what the answer is. But, like... It's not a raw steak. That's not the answer. Well, it's like, yeah, my assumption is that, like, there must be something wrong with using ice because otherwise, why the fuck would people be using steaks? I think it's because ice melts and then you have, like, a bag of water. Yeah, but a bag of water that won't put a worm in your brain. (laughs) Or, like, they don't have a bag to put it in, you know? Uh, And usually it's, like, like like, you use, like, a pack of frozen peas or something, you know? Yeah. Uh, Not, a green bean? like Or like, yeah, the steak should be frozen and it should be wrapped around something. It shouldn't just be f- like raw steak to face. Yeah. 
This might as well be like, it might as well be like a stack of bacon. Just like wrap that around your eyeball. First dog picks up the steak and it's like, that's my dinner. <laughs> Gross. I'm not eating that steak. Come on. Hey, what, the, what the fuck, Doug? Go buy another steak. <laughs> yeah. Joey comes over and is livid. She's like, what are you doing? Super mad at him for doing what he did. Trust me. My painting was not worth murder. Yeah. And Pacey is like, I don't understand. Like, I'm trying to, like, do something nice for you. And this is what I get. I almost brought you the carcass of the <laughs> perpetrator. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it, it's, it's funny. Like, at this moment, I'm partially just like, ah, oh, dumb Pacey. Doesn't understand. Uh, how this shit actually works. I lost my train of thought. Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) It was going to be good, too. I was like, trail it off. Quieter, quieter. (laughs) You you didn't see me. Yeah, I was slowly tiptoeing away from the microphone. You like... uh, He's gone. I don't know. like, Like that. This goes back to both Pacey and Dawson not listening to Joey. Yeah, they've done that for the whole episode at this point. Probably their whole relationship. Well, it sucks if you were ever trying to listen to Joey. Like, Joey is, like, saying, listen, if you want to throw away your future, get into a bunch of fucking trouble, don't do it on my behalf. (laughs) Like, I am not going to be responsible for the person who ruined your future. Yeah, okay. Gotta respect the keep my name out your mouth. Yeah. Put some respect when you say my name. Put some respect on my name. Yeah. Here's the Chinese character for respect. Pacey then says, like, the listen, the only reason I did anything is because Dawson asked me at the beginning of the year to look out for you. Yeah, he fuck he fucking gives up the uh, my bodyguard deal. Which is <laughs> This could be taken a few ways. Uh-huh. Yeah, you could take it as, oh, Pacey want, like, is, like, upset, and he's just, like, wants to, like, show Joey. It's not because I care about you, Joey. Don't, like... Yeah. Or B, is he's purposely giving up this to, like, out Dawson. Oh, hang, hang Dawson out to drive. Yeah, this is Dawson's fault. Yeah. Like, it's, like, just put it all on Dawson. See, I, I took it as the former... Just um, because it seems closer to the witter way of just like, oh, you kind of hurt my feelings. I'm going to hurt your feelings. But the second way also makes sense after last week's episode where he does some like a little untoward shit as far as Dawson goes. Yeah. So this could be I think the way you take this is, is just how you feel about Pacey. Yeah, probably. Right. Yeah. I would. I think because I like Pacey, I slide with more like right. option A. But he's just like, don't think I did this for you, girl. Like, I only did this because Dawson told me to like watch over you. This isn't about you. This is, I'm just being a good guy to Dawson. I'm just doing what Dawson yeah, told so me I'm to just, do. Uh, I'm just the uh, lummox, you know? Like trying to like separate himself because he's upset she's yeah. yelling at him. Call the management, man. Either way, Joey is not happy what about this fuck? at all. At all. <laughs> Which, totally, y'all making you tr- making deals with me? Right. My thing is, like, in, twice in this episode, 
Pacey has made Joey feel worse <laughs> about the situation. Totally. And I don't understand. Like, is it is it just because he's a bonehead? Right, like, is he just like just like naturally just this is he fucks this stuff up? But just he's just he's just like he's just like being yeah. a bonehead. Like one, you know, the first time is this isn't no, this is actively against you, Joey. Somebody doesn't like you. That's why yeah. they attacked you. You got you got to figure That's out what you fucked reason. up to make people do that. Yeah. And the second time, like making her feel bad, as if she is some sort of like property to be passed back and forth between these two right. boys even though we know what dawson was asking pacey to do was he's like he cares yeah. about joey and he no but like he also knows for himself he has to separate himself for joey from yeah. joey and he's just asking pacey to look out for her in the sense of like she will need a friend and she might not feel comfortable coming to me after what right. just happened not not like i'm conscripting you to uh yeah. Yeah. You take care right. of her now. Yeah. Yeah. It's she's yours. Yeah. He merely was like, I something I just happened between the two of us upstairs that like will probably impede us yeah, from being uh, friends. Put a real roadblock <laughs> between uh, our path to reconciliation. Um. Right. But when Joey hears it, that, that's not. What, I mean, like, you, that's not what yeah. she's hearing. She's hearing. P- like, Pacey didn't take a lot of time with the new nuance. Right, I think you know. Then we could chop that up. He was just kind of spinning it out there to like, leave me alone. Fuck, leave me alone. Fuck you. Yeah, just leave me. Yeah, leave me alone. I don't yeah. care about you. I don't care about. I don't care about nothing. Casey. Yeah. And then he like, by the time he figured it out, he was like, "Oh shit, oh boy, <laughs> fucked up again." <laughs> the temperature in this room has shifted. I'm gonna go ahead and uh, figure that it is me. So we are now at the disciplinary committee on these. Subject of Matt Caulfield and Pacey Witter's fight. Mm-hmm. Caulfield's up first. Principal Green hands down the sentence of expulsion. Get the fuck out. But I guess expulsion for the year. Uh, he says expulsion for the year. It's like, yeah. <laughs> what, else, what other kind of expulsion is there? <laughs> oh, I mean, yeah, I can't send him to jail. Yeah, I think Caulfield's like a senior. Yeah, senior citizen. So I'm fucking old. Because I think he's got early admission to, like, Dartmouth. Oh. Like, they kind of talk about that earlier. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I do mention that. Because Green says he could call Dartmouth up and... Oh, you're going to call Mr. Dartmouth? Caulfield, again, pulls the, do you know who my dad is? Kind right. of line, like, to Green. And Principal Green says, I know very well who your father is and what he's going to say about this. The But, you know, I'm a man of uh, of morals. I'm a, I'm a fucking principal. This is a series of events that brought you here. Not just this is not just about yeah. the fight or about the mural. You have shown yourself to not respect the school or any of the students in it. So maybe you shouldn't be here anymore. Huh. Take a walk. Uh, go find a, a continuation school that has. Uh... Go to a private school. They'll fucking take you. You're so rich and fucking whatever. It would have been amazing if uh, Principal Green just started talking shit to him for not being in a private school. Right, like, that's the thing about being, like, this actually wouldn't affect Caulfield that much, right? He would essentially just sign up for a private school and then see the rest of his senior year out. Totally. Yeah, I mean, like, it would suck to, like, spend the rest of your senior year at a brand new school, but, like, it wouldn't, like, affect his future. And that's the privilege you have when you're rich. Yeah. But then I think in the next episode, we'll see not only that, he has other tools uh, on his behalf. Ooh, spoiler, not spoiler, but uh, foreshadowing. Teaser. Teaser. 
teaser, a little, little teaser for the next episode. So we kind of pan out to the hallway and Dawson is out there waiting for Pacey to come out. Joey walks by and is like, so like, what's happening in there? Dawson's like, oh, can't really tell. Just sitting, sitting there saying stuff. Dawson tells Joey that like, I'm pretty sure at least suspension. At least. At the least. Almost crippled this guy. <gasps> yeah. And then Joey drops the the bombshell that she knows about wife swap. Yeah. Dawson's like, well, that's not exactly... What a, like it wasn't passing you along. I wasn't leave it to Dawson to add the nuance. Yeah, you know he's like something happened between us, and he's like this is not pity. I was hoping that somebody you could have somebody to talk to and somebody to like be there for you, like Pacey. And then she says that like, well, you should have picked somebody who was like generally would be generally concerned for me. And this is when Dawson gets kind of like kind of upset, yeah. and he's like, listen, there's a person in this in that room right now. Who definitely gives a fuck about you? Huh. He almost killed somebody. <laughs> you always do this, Joey. You always like push people. You make all these assumptions and like about what people, th- all these people who care about you. Like, Pacey's a lot of things. He's like impulsive, probably like violent uh, and um, eh, troubled. Not, uh, not motivated. <laughs> but like, he 100% is a person who fucking cares about you. That's what uh, that's what Pacey does. He finds a couple things to shove all of his care into. Yeah, and it's like, no matter what Pacey says, it's like, you know his heart. Yeah. He, like, well, the guy wears his heart on his yeah. sleeve, you know? Inside, so that nobody punches it. Well, he's usually wearing short sleeves, you know? Hi, um, yeah, bowling shirts. I haven't seen a lot of bowling shirts this past couple episodes it's been a little bit more subdued yeah it's been it's been more it's been more sw- like sweatery like grabbed a couple couple of things that like dawson doesn't wear anymore i mean it's like winter in uh Cape oh Side. yeah it's probably pretty pretty chill <laughs> but yeah he's got he's got he's got like fall he's got kind of like a the fall j crew thing happening we cut to annie cleaning out her locker and uh Preemptively, um, believe that she's gonna get uh, expelled once she tells Principal Green what happened. Fucking overachiever, man. We find out what that play they did was. Oh yeah. There's a poster in her locker, and it's uh, for Barefoot in the Park, and that's what the play they did was. It's a romantic comedy by Neil Simon. The play premiered on Broadway in 1963, starring Robert Redford huh. and Elizabeth Ashley. Yeah, and I think they made a movie um, version of it too. Yeah, yeah. Um, I kind of like that little uh, tidbit they put in there yeah, in your locker. It's That's like nice. it's an early example of like uh, th- things that like TV shows would do more of, like in the two thousands, like community style, where in in subsequent episodes there's like just like callbacks in the in the decorations. I like that they used a real play because then it kind of makes. I kind of like it when like like the what we're watching is also the world right. we live in you know it's not some kind of alternate universe totally where like nobody knows what popular music is or what popular culture is and i think dawson's creek itself is a, a very referential mm, right. show and it, you know makes a lot of references to things of the time so it makes sense for them to also like cr- like put these little pieces in that makes it seem like it's part of the world we live in definitely I'm going to have to watch that just to see if Pacey's well cast. 
Oh, yeah. So the movie also stars Robert Redford, huh. but uh, Jane Fonda is the fem- uh, female lead. Hell yeah. 1967 romantic comedy. Boom. Boom. Per- the perfect role for Pacey. No wonder he got uh, uh, such great reviews. Said, Pacey is the Robert Redford, Robert Redford of, of, of Cape Side. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. <laughs> oh, he's the Paul Newman, obviously, because of his love for salad dressing. And he taking stuff down. Kind of sad, you know? Yeah. Just give it up on school. Well, you know, she'll probably go to some private school. Her <laughs> <laughs> Matt Caulfield will uh, carpool for the rest of the rest of the year. Yeah, rest of the year. year. Want to ride my Forerunner? Do you? Does it have the sports package? <laughs> no. I don't know why riding that non-sports package has Forerunner. Get <laughs> shit away from <laughs> Poor motherfucker. <laughs> Puts out a cigarette in his eye. Like, Eddie gets all, like, fucking country club on him. <laughs> Remove him. He displeases me. That is something I like in like TV shows or movies where like there's like some cocky rich person and then some like even more blue blood <laughs> person comes in and like outs. Like, Pacey exits the the uh, disciplinary uh, meeting and he is in a very good mood. Um, <laughs> I've been expelled. <laughs> yeah, I was about like I was like, how funny would it be if he was like. In this great mood and just well, talking about how great Principal Green is and how fair of a man he is. Um, he says he has the charisma of Martin Luther King Jr. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You don't got to. Like, <laughs> I don't know. He's even like he's making yeah, yeah, one... a reference to another black. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> why'd you, yeah. Why'd you choose that? Yeah. If he had just like turned around and be like, I never have to go to school again. In fact, I got to stay. I got to stay 50 feet away from this one. And if like, yeah, if Dawson was like, oh, okay. So what was your sentence? He was like, oh, I got expelled. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, pal. But it would have been pretty funny. But no, um, instead, Pacey tells Dawson that he did not get a suspension, but Caulfield got uh, expelled and he didn't get suspended. In fact, his punishment is that he will become a mentor <laughs> of a younger child. Yeah, it's to expose him to Cape Side's youth. <laughs> That's fucking insane. Like That's so fucking insane. Pacey has proven himself to be impulsive, violent, Lacking in, in most basic uh, life skills. <laughs> Where it's like, why would you expose what I would imagine a younger child to this person? And and likely an at-risk youth. <laughs> right, right. A person who probably doesn't have um, anybody to look up to. Why would this person be the person you would send to that kid? Yeah, do we find, do we, do we find out next week that like, Principal Green just like, doesn't like this kid? <laughs> Of course, we love Pacey because we know everything about Pacey, right? right. We watch the show. But Principal Green doesn't have that same kind of insight. No. no. Right? Like, for him, all he knows is here's a student who's troubled, who's doing very poorly in school, yeah. who has been violent towards a student, violent towards a teacher, who has rumors of having sex a with a teacher. banging a teacher. Right. Like, why would you have this kid mentor an at-risk youth? You think that you're teaching them. But they're teaching you. Like that's not how the mentor program's supposed to work. <laughs> you had you had the kid teach you. <laughs> yeah, which is like insane. It's insane. Yeah. It's it's like if five minutes into stand and deliver, uh, they kicked Jaime Escalante out of the class and made Lou Diamond Phillips teach everybody. <laughs> it's like I don't know anything about math. 
Dawson tells uh, Pacey that, like, he just saw Joey and uh, Joey told him about uh, him spilling the beans. Joey pulled me over to the bus you wanted me under. Pacey's like, oh, I was hoping, you know, maybe you would be as fair as Principal Green yeah. in your judgment. He's like, mm, I don't know about that. Yeah. I'm a, you know what? I'm going to beat the shit out of you. <laughs> That's, yeah. What yeah, then maybe I can mentor somebody. Yeah, uh, maybe I'll, uh, I'll I'll do prenatal care for for people. After I kick the fuck out of you, what a, what a weird thing to do, Principal Green. Listen, they obviously wanted Pacey to do this mentor thing with a kid, you know. And they didn't they like they didn't care how it was going to happen as long as it, he said it at the end that that's what was happening. <laughs> yeah, like it's an insane thing to do. Nope. But that's this is the like they for whatever reason wanted to put Pacey in the situation and this is how they're gonna do it. We cut to Principal Green's office and Eddie is such like a type A personality oh, yeah. A plus student. She writes her confession <laughs> in like a two page letter to Principal Green. In case you need to notarize it later. <laughs> <laughs> you know, kids, it needs to go into my files. <laughs> like, yeah. I filled it out in triplicate. There's two more where this came from. She pre-cleaned out her locker. She has put pen to paper. And Principal Green is not happy. Yeah, he's like, are you fucking with me? You fucking with me? <gasps> you fucking with me? Why is everyone fucking with me today? This has been a terrible week for Principal Green. He's got to deal with Caulfield and the ramifications of Caulfield, in which, you know, he, he was like, I know who your father is, and I know what he's going to say. Like, he knows that he's going to hear about this, right? Yeah, it's not Like, the this Caulfield thing it's is not, not done. Yeah. Yeah. He unwisely <laughs> decides to to put this uh, juvenile delinquent as a mentor <laughs> for a, for a poor <laughs> sub- fellow juvenile. susceptible young mind. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, and now his star student is telling him that she got a copy of the PSATs and used it to cheat her way to a merit scholarship. Andy, for your punishment, I want you to steal the Smithsonian like Carmen San Diego. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Principal Green says, like, what am I supposed to do, Andy? And Andy tells him that I know that Caulfield got expelled for cheating or for the fight and everything. I assume my, you know, punishment should be the same. Like, I've already cleaned out my locker, and uh, yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready to take it on the chin, you know? And I beat up a junior high kid in the bathroom just to, to even it all out. <laughs> Principal Green says that she and Caulfield have, are nothing alike. Eh. Caulfield is a person who delights in causing pain to other people. Yes. And who is a person who doesn't really know wrong from right. Well, if he has no sense of right or wrong, you can't convict him of a crime. It, no, it, it means as a developmental He's, he's not a, responsible for it. But yeah. Remember that rich kid who, um, like, ran over? Oh, who had uh, affluenza? Yeah, affluenza. Yeah. That kid had affluenza. Yeah. Yeah, Caulfield lads, uh, could, could uh, really uh, argue the case of affluenza here. Yeah. Even Principal Green says he has he doesn't know no right from wrong. Yeah, he's just, he's uh, been insulated from that sense by his wealth apparently yeah. what's the opposite of affluenza um broke fluenza yeah poor i i don't know right from wrong because i'm so poor because i'm so <laughs> poor i could i couldn't even afford a bible where they talk about it 
I couldn't afford to be right, sir. Sir, sir, do you know how much being right costs? Principal Green essentially tells her that, like, expulsion is not her punishment. The only person that she heard was herself. Which is like, no, that's not true. There's a person who probably would have gotten a merit scholarship that now doesn't get it. (laughs) Yeah, this uh, this is a zero-sum game, dog. (laughs) Yeah. Well, he says, I think, he tried to teach her the proportionality of punishment. And that you need to look at the person when handing down a punishment. And if you like them, it's <laughs> lower. And if you don't like them, it's, it's more. Yeah, so he says that, like, Caulfield doesn't deserve leniency because he's not a person who does, deserves anything. He nah, deserves shit. shit. He's a piece of shit. Doesn't even know this fucking sports package on his Jeep. <laughs> or Andy, she just might. So, uh, which is kind of insane, too. Yeah, you, you, it's like you you can either, you can just, like, accept it for, like, oh, good on Andy, we like Andy again, great. But, like, she should totally get expelled. So, not only did she tell her him that he she got the test, she also told him that, like, multiple students had this test. Yeah. That they didn't look at it, but they were in possession of it at one point. Like... He has to call whatever, like, fucking board. Yeah, like the... The PSAT board and tell PSAT, FBI. One of their tests was, you know, circulating, which would then, I imagine, would open an investigation. Yeah. And that they will, you know, want to know who these other kids were, how they got the test. Yeah. You know, and, like, that would bring Eve into this whole thing. Yeah, and there's, like, a magic lady comes back. Yeah, and that... I would imagine they would disqualify everybody who took that test at that school that year. Sure, totally. And that they would all have to retest a different test. Yeah, Andy says, like, nobody else saw it. But, like, how can you trust Andy? She's a fucking cheater. Yeah. Just... Right. You would. They would, like, probably disqualify all these scores, and these kids would probably have to take another PSAT. Like on a, Probably, like, on a Saturday, too. And then, and there's no, there's no way that, um, Green gets out uh, clean. You know, this all happens under his watch. Oh, then it also would be like, and then you didn't expel that girl? Nah, it's, uh, But then you... I like her. <laughs> you expelled this other kid. Like, I, I don't like him. Right, like, it, it would just be... It would. I am trying to teach you proportionality, sir. I don't think you could do this in real life. No, oh, God, th- like, if... If, like, folks in charge, like, got a whiff... That this was happening this way, like, fucking Principal Green wouldn't would never be able to be a principal again. Yeah, I mean, like, and Andy is not like like Andy comes from privilege, so then it it seems like oh somebody would be like oh all these rich kids just get away with stuff. Yeah, last week Caulfield cheated and he got away with it. This week this girl steals the PSAT, she gets away with it. We heard he distributed Jello shots to minors. Like it would seem like these well, rich kids are getting away with cheating all the time, while everybody else has to get through life through their merits. Yeah, I gotta gotta know? just have their nose in the test book. It's uh, there's no way he could do this. There's no hmm. way he could let Andy off the hook. Gotta do something. <laughs> like it would just be too much of a um, controversy. It's too, it's too messy. Way too messy. Yeah. But then it's just like it is also just like, man, eh, good. I like Andy. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> she murdered someone out there. The body for. Her. No, hey man, I still like Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Fucking Matthew Broderick. 
Matthew Broderick killed somebody. Bury that Rob motherfucker. Holy <laughs> <Holy> shit. <laughs> hey, Potter, save me. This asshole's trying to bury me alive. We cut to the hallway after school. Uh, Joey is back in her painting outfit. Yep. Um, one you love. I like it. Yeah, you like it. I like the... Uh, like the like the do rag and the like I'm about to it's paint. Not a durag. I know it's not a do rag. <laughs> this is a bandana. Her hair too. Cloth. It's a bandana. <laughs> bandana. But she sees Pacey on some la- on a ladder. You fucking am I painting over, over there, you piece of shit? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's um painting over it. He's painting it white as to uh for a, a a brand new canvas for Joey. Will you like me again? Pretty please. Yeah, it's an extension of the olive branch. I fucked up. I shouldn't have done that. Even though I have been rewarded for what I did. And will likely do it again. I will likely get into many more fights. <laughs> and then hurt your feelings about them later. Uh, yeah, um, they have a little bit of a banter back and forth. I think Joey now has accepted the fact that like she can have somebody care for her who's not Dawson. Who's not Dawson. And that he's not being... Um, paid as some sort of uh, bodyguard to care about her. She thanks Pacey for his sense of right and wrong and for being there for her this year when she needed him the most. And he, and he paints the word finally on the, <laughs> on the wall next to them. Told you. They start to paint the wall together, and as they do, um, Dawson walks by and sees them. And, uh, you know, he breaks a little, cracks a little smile. Cracks a little smile, Is but it? there's a little something behind the eyes. I don't think so. I know. Uh, yeah, so I think he's just happy that uh, everything worked out in this episode, you know, for the crew. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, for Pacey and Andy, they were in serious, serious danger of expulsion. Oh, totally. Probably should, and probably should have been. Yeah, yeah, they they should have been. They They were both in the wrong both times. I think it does happen in school, though, where, like, if the disciplinary teacher or whatever likes you you get lesser oh, a lesser sentence and dude we were the good kids in school we got uh, they, they let us slide with shit overall chris what'd you think of the episode it's it, it always sounds like uh damning with faint praise but like i liked it cause it's just like there's like there's shit going on there's a lot of stuff there's, going on there's like there's like a lot of things happening um as as i said in the beginning of the episode like uh, I'm a sucker for, you know, some classic uh, white knight-ass uh, Pacey stuff. And, um, uh, I, like, I don't know, Principal Green, uh, like, despite a couple of in, sort of insane decisions, like, he comes out as sort of the emotional MVP for the, uh, this episode for me. Like, he was sort of just general, like, background figurehead before this episode, and you just, like, uh, you get a... Yeah, and you get a, you get a greater sense of him, but there's also, given like how it, how it ends with um his the punishments he divvies out to Matt Caulfield and then uh Andy is like oh well it's not as cut and dry as mm-hmm. it seems he's not like he's not like you know the always does Dudley do right always does the right thing principle like he's the first like adult adult uh, besides like Grams and I'm like yeah what's gonna happen with this guy. Yeah, I would say I think there's a lot of ambition in this episode too to want to talk about privilege of both race and class and maybe even sex. Uh oh, yeah. And like 
they don't go fully into it, you know? Yeah, they um, kiss it a couple times. They kind of like, okay, we want to talk about it, but then it's like, I mean, these are heavy subjects that would take a whole, it could be like a whole series, right? Like, you could talk totally. about it. But they, I think they they kind of try to touch on that race thing with Bo, like kind of having Bodie mention that thing yeah. about cave sign and diversity. And, um, but then they, I think the one thing they do really try to get into is class with Dawson and Joey. And I yeah. find that really like interesting, you know, like Definitely. Joey's talk about like how Dawson is full of like possibilities and he could do whatever the fuck he wants. And like all the opportunities of the world are open to Dawson yeah, and how she doesn't dare to dream that big because of her lack of a safety net. Mm-hmm. And like she gets one chance to like try and then it's like, okay, now you gotta, that's it. Well, I, yeah, that you... was really interesting. I almost wish like that was the whole episode. Like I could have the whole uh-huh. episode be talk about because it's like the is this dynamic between like what is it like when you have t- two best friends who grew up together, mm-hmm. but in very different upbringings and very different social. Right. It's not just like her family's poor, but like her dad's a criminal. Who right. cheated yeah, on her yeah. mom when her mom was sick? Like, there's this like a stench on their family, almost. You yeah. know, it, it's it's not it's not just uh, economic or, or like a class that well, right? Class like, still, like, but it's like the town yeah. looks down on her, you know, because her dad's a criminal, yeah, yeah and traffic drugs. Yeah, he was a town druggie. Right, and so like, I wish they could we could go into that more because like, I would like Dawson to have that realization. Yeah. That Joey, like I, I, the recognition of what Joey's telling him and how her life is different from him because of the privilege he has. And I wish there was an acknowledge of that, that he could understand that. Yeah, I think like we're in it. Like I think like a lot of people w- have been saying like you guys are in it. You guys are like in the in the section where that people love. Yeah. And you could kind of feel that energy, I think, in the episodes now. Like they're kind of like figured something out. Yeah, I get the sense that the totality of it, I think, will hit in a, in a way like when you get to the other side of of being in it. But like, it's definitely like there's a uh, not just like pace of storytelling, but just like there's like a uh, just like a ineffable momentum that feels like it's picking up. I mean, if you just think about that, like Eve is the same season. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah I, like f- like that feels like so. Like a different writer's room. That feels like yeah, a writer's room that has no idea where they want to go, which makes sense yeah. because this is like the season where I don't want to say Kevin Smith, Kevin Williamson leaves. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're now like in like, a, this is a different writer's room in a, way, a lot yeah. of ways. And so like, it does feel like those early episodes, they kind of don't know what they're doing and where, yeah. what the direction is. And now it's, they kind of have like, okay, this is our direction, these are our characters, and this is what we want to do. And it, the writing just feels so much clearer, and, like, right. things aren't so kind of, like, ridiculous. Like, the thing, like, the when Eve was around, like, it just felt like everything just felt so, like, goofy. Yeah. And so I'm excited for the rest of the season. I'm, um, Me too. Yeah, our next episode is Too Green with Love. Oh. Yeah, so clearly a... Principal Green uh, centric episode. Um, so uh, yeah, so thanks for joining us. My name is Brian, and I am Chris. 
And we're the Dawson Dudes. Love you, buddy. Do, 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 do.